from Flat Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. I'm with my BFFF forever, and Darren's in the room awkwardly in the corner. Keon, how was your week? Just watching. Uh, it was great. I got this bolo tie minted on tarot. Really? And uh, yeah. Oh, you mean the the protocol? Yeah, the protocol. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it. I got it minted. I used their new uh, de- demon. Did you start using it already? No, I don't oh, know. Wow. I'm just messing wow. around. Uh, fast over there. My week was my week was pretty good. Uh, things happened. And then Airbnb, they, they passed and then, uh, and now it's today. How was your week? It was good. We had a council member inside of Plub Lab this week. Uh, things are looking, looking good in the right direction with Bitcoin in the city of Austin. Stay tuned. Wow. Car's getting like super, uh, he's become, he's becoming the, uh, the Murdoch of, not true, stackers. Uh, not true. Of Bitcoin. He's nope. he's planning and he's in the background scheming. No, no that's not me. Uh, you know, pulling strings on gov- on government officials. No, I think we're. I think what it is more so is just like meeting them in the middle. You know, it's like trying to understand their issues with Bitcoin and uh, trying to answer those questions, just being of service to them. Like that's that Murdoch spin, guys. I'll let you look into <laughs> it. Don't, don't, you know, don't trust verify. What? That's You're running right. a media company too, man. What are you talking about? I am not. I'm absolutely uh, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Bloomberg, you know. I'm building software. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. It's a Bloomberg terminal in the background, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. That's right. Uh, all right. So we're going to, we're going to do the top stories this week. Uh, I'm going to move the meta stuff to the end. I think that's better there. And then we'll just get to like right into the news and see and see how that goes. But uh, the top story of the week is strike raising $90 million. I thought it was $80 million. I don't know. I mean, I've heard conflicting reports. Someone said, so this this says $80 million. Then there are several other press releases that say $90 million. One of them said oh. like $93 million. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter. Either way, it's a shit ton of money. And, uh, you know, an impressive amount of money. And Jack has a great smile. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Look he's, at that. He's such a... He's such a, a pretty boy. I was always, I was struck. The first time I saw Jack was at um, Bitcoin 2021 and he was on stage and he was wearing this really like, wow. uh, this really fashionable diamond ring. Does uh, he have diamonds? Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. And so I, I, he's very fashionable, right? So someone told me, I think it was, I think it was Nick who was telling me he was wearing, he, he commonly wears like this $800 hat. What that yeah, hat right there? I don't think it's that specific. Like hat, I've seen that hat at the mall. Anyway, he's very. very he seems humble to me, bro. I, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as somebody. Um, I've heard other stories, just the, my own Jack stories, where he like comes up to random Bitcoiners and be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Like that's I mean, what I've heard. He seems very down to earth to me, but I got um, you know. So they go into it in this uh, in this article. Um, oh, they're doing like an expose on him. I mean, it's a wow. very, it's a very mild, if fortune? you haven't read this article, it's a very mild, it's a very mild portrait like of him. Um, but they talk, they talk about the raise and kind of his plans, kind of his pitch. He kind of pitched uh, himself as a competitor to Visa and MasterCard, which is like a huge market, obviously. And if he can actually compete with them, that, that would justify such a valuation. Uh, the fun, the, the round was led by 1031. And then kind of surprisingly, uh, university endowments, which are, you know, some of the biggest like funds, uh, you know, 
globally, a lot of these universities. I don't know how big these two particular uh, funds are, but it's kind of kind of kind of an interesting thing. I haven't heard of a Bitcoin company raising from a university endowment before. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Our, our friends at 1031 led. Uh, the whoever wrote this for Fortune kind of doesn't understand Lightning. You can kind of tell here. Lightning works by cur- by creating batches of Bitcoin transactions and then rapidly verifying them. A much cheaper and faster alternative to the base Bitcoin network where transactions can take up to an hour to clear and incur a significant fee. So they kind of uh, don't don't entirely get Lightning, but that's okay. So here's where they get into like Mallers' like background a little bit. Oh, they dox Mallers, whose father built and sold one of the largest futures brokerages in Chicago. So they kind of, they kind of tell, like, I think we all, I think I've heard, I've heard that uh, Jack Mahler's had like a really um, accomplished dad. I didn't, but I, what I didn't know matter? the specifics of it. It should make him more of a, <laughs> of a winner. <laughs> Call me crazy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone said, anyone said the opposite of that. Oh, okay. I was like, what are they implying? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a fun fact. Uh, is it though? Is it really fun? Oh, we'll let the stackers decide, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, they wrote about it, so I, I think they might think it's fun. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty cool. I mean, this means they're, they're, and, uh, like KR says in the comments, uh, you know, this might make them a unicorn depending on like what. What's like, a unicorn? A unicorn is when a, company is valued at over a billion dollars. So, uh, this might make them valued at over a billion dollars. Uh, but I don't think so because typically, I mean, I say somewhere down here in the comments where there's more discussion on this, uh, that typically a company will sell 10 to 20% of itself or it's, it's like shares in a, uh, in a funding round. And so if we assume that they sold like on the low end of that, which is 10% of their company, they're valued more like $900 million, which is, you know, pretty close to being a unicorn. Um, and you know, they might've also sold more of their company than that. I see it really simply though. My thoughts are like there's strike, there's cash app. I don't, I don't see anybody else coming in between. I'm not even Visa, not even MasterCard, any of those other guys. It's like, you're either in the strike camp, you're either investing in strike or you're investing in cash. And I, I don't, to me, it just seems obvious. What seems obvious that strike is going to be the next visa or it's going to be cash app or it's going to be square. I mean, who knows, but you saw what TBD did, right? I don't know if that's in the next thing, but they're, they partnered with circle. Yeah. I don't think this, this story, uh, got very high, high this week. Um, let me see if I could see it. So like, to me, I only see two games in town, right? Like it's either strike is going to do it or it's going to be like, Square, Cash App, TB, whatever, Spire, like all that stuff. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I, I feel like it's just either those two teams. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, why should Visa keep doing what they're doing, man? Like, seriously, how many people get, I mean, Michael talks about it all the time. It's like 3%, 4%. Like me, I, I use Stripe and it's the amount of, God, dude, it, it's ridiculous the amount they take off of it. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that strikes, um, raise announcement. Pretty cool. Yeah. We didn't get the, we didn't get the cash app uh, or the, uh, TBD thing with. Yeah. It didn't even show up on there. It's not in the top, uh, stories this week. I remember seeing it on stacker news this week, but I don't think a lot of people liked it, uh, which makes sense. They're partnering more or less with like 
I think Circle is associated with Coinbase in some fashion or something. No, so Circle from my time in crypto, Circle used Circle was the one that was working with the um what's that? What's the what's the not the DAO, not Maker DAO, but the what's the other one that they launched? God, I have to look go back and look at it, but anyways, who cares? Yeah. Anyways, so Circle is a stable coin, and so TBD is is partnering with them on. Yeah, I feel like even stable coins, dude. Like stable coins, like how long do you think they're gonna last? That's why I feel like Strike is in a better position because it just they're not looking at stable coins, or maybe they are, but it they're using Sats, right? Like everything's denominated in Sats and cash, and then they're gonna be easy. They're gonna be it's gonna be easy enough for them just to make that switch eventually when we move off of the dollars. Yeah. So they, uh, in that article, they discuss, uh, Jack's point of view on stable coins and he, he basically says Bitcoin is all we need. So he, he kind of lands in the camp of like not wanting to integrate with stable coins, although they, they, they denominate all your balances in their app in cash. I mean, I think on some level he, he is competitive with stable coins strike as the app is competitive with stable coins and might be why he's not interested in looking at them. Um, because he is more, he's more or less providing the functionality of a stable coin inside of his app. So that kind of makes sense. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people these days are either going in two camps or they're going in strike or they're going in cash app. And so to me, it just seems like I'm not camping personally. I'm just, uh, I'm living on the range, living on the land. And, uh, I don't find myself in either camp, but I think I'm excited. Wait, you don't I, use cash. You don't use strike either. Uh, I use any, I use so many wallets. I don't, it just doesn't even, uh, really matter. I buy my, I, I bought Bitcoin on strike. It was very cheap. The fees are very low like that. I bought Bitcoin on cash app and that was, the fees were higher, but I don't really have a preference for either. I actually don't like strikes app very much. I find it confusing, but I also find cash apps app confusing like yeah. where is my bitcoin where is my cash dude what do they do to the app dude cash app is just like not where it used to be bro i can't yeah. even find bitcoin in there anymore and i have some in there and i'm like where is it at yeah i don't want to spend too much time on the strike story but the, the main the main the main story is they they raise a bunch of money to presumably do do some some really cool things we know people who work there and they're all awesome people and i hope uh i hope they succeed at what, what they're doing yeah, one of them works at a club lab uh next next Top story is uh, Swan acquires Spectre, uh, which is an MIT uh, free and open source software suite. Uh, if you're not familiar with Spectre, they provide like one of the more popular um, multi-sig uh, uh, desktop wall like uh, interface solutions. Uh, additionally, they since since I last checked into them, or I don't know how long they've been doing this, but they also have firmware for building your own hardware, uh, or signing device, which is pretty cool. Um, they don't actually provide the har hardware, but they provide the firmware. But the, but the story here is that Swan actually acquired them, um, which is cool and kind of unexpected. I was like really surprised by this. It's, you know, the, you know, why wouldn't Swan just fork their code and use it to build something else? Um, and I think there's, you know, there's good reason for that. Uh, if Swan, because presumably what Swan is, I mean, what, the, what Swan says in this article is what they're looking to do is provide more self-custody solutions for their users. And so if they're going to create this arm of their company, they're going to need to hire people to 
maintain a fork of Spectre to do it and possibly do other things. But why not just acquire the team who built Spectre and get and get them to lead lead up this self custody arm of Swan? I think it's a I think it's a brilliant move on Swan's part. I think it's great for open source in Bitcoin because you can imagine more people creating uh, Bitcoin open source projects, uh, anticipating a possible partnership like this. Um, overall, really cool. There's no details on like how much they paid for it, but I bet it was a pretty penny because um, the team at the team at Spectre is kind of big. I think it's, I think it's at least uh, four. I think I think I heard four people from someone who works at Swan. So it's a nice like aqua hire is the basic gist of it. And uh, makes me bullish on Swan because like to date they've been using, I believe, Prime Trust to do all their custody, like a lot of Bitcoin exchanges and are overall custodial, even though they do a lot of education on self-custody and stuff. And so this allows them to move pretty like swiftly into uh, providing their customers with a self-custody solution. So you think they'll move away from Prime Trust? No, they'll keep using Prime Trust as a means of like acquiring, like buying and selling Bitcoin and also probably storing it custodially. But now they have like a, a nice ramp for their customers, like a, a very, like a very well-designed and well-integrated ramp uh, for Swan customers to, to move into self-custody. They, they now, they now are not only talking about self-custody, they're actually like, enabling it and possibly like making it better for the type of user that they serve, which might not be a very technical user. Spectre is mostly championed by like quite technical people. I don't know. I don't know of many like everyday plebs who are using Spectre. You want to hear a crazy thing? Sure. It's kind of crazy stackers, but this is just car crazying out this morning. Still early. I don't know, dude, I get the feeling Swan is going to be like an Amazon bro. They're touching so many things like media. They got some heavy hitters over there, man. Now they're doing this. What do you think? You think that's possible? Um, Not Amazon, like where they like, you know, where they, they're going to be delivering things. I mean like Amazon where they just like, just do a lot of different things in a lot of different niches. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it seems like they do the exchange thing really well and do education and then they provide a bunch of services and stuff that I would equate more to content marketing than I would, uh, you know, like competitive services. So I don't see them. It seems like they're staying pretty firmly in their vertical and the other things they do are just kind of philanthropic, uh, things that they do for the community, like Bitcoin or jobs, like Bitcoin events. They're throwing this, this conference. Yeah. In, they're doing uh, the conferences now too. I yeah. Know, Pacific man. Bitcoin. So I don't, I don't Just actually see where Swan's going to, what Swan's going to do in the next couple of years. Yeah. I think, I think they, I think they're smart. I think this is a smart move and I think it's also smart to not, to not try to be an Amazon. Um, because, uh, we don't, we don't really need one. We need, we need fantastic Bitcoin only exchanges though. And so I'm glad to see them uh, keep working on, on this vertical. Um, the next top story is tarot. So, uh, they announced like, a the tarot demon. And so it's, it's not actually tarot, like the full, the full tarot where you can like, uh, where L and D now supports tarot assets and you can transfer tarot assets across the lightning network. The big but, question, when's Sacker News coin coming? 
any day now, soon, <laughs> TM. Yeah, I got, as I said, I got this, my bolo tie. So Stack next, I'm just experimenting a little bit. Um, Keon sells out. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> or have, sells in. It's going to have great, great token economics. I'm going to do a 120% pre-mine. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, we'll see how that so goes. Less than Ethereum. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, and it, uh, so this, so this product, uh, basically what it allows you to do at this point is create, uh, tarot assets on, on the base layer. That's, that's, you can mint tarot assets on the base layer and that's basically what it does. I, I talked to Gentry about this before this, like, I don't know, like a month or two ago before it was unveiled, unveiled. And, uh, yeah, basically all, you know, you can, they, they have a little gif up where they show kind of what you're able to do, but it's, you know, you basically can mint a supply of tokens, um, on the base layer. I'm not sure if you can do much with them after they've been issued like this. Uh, I'm not even sure you can. How simple is it to start doing that, Keon, like from your, your perspective? Uh, for, for them to implement this or for, for, for me, for us as users to begin minting our own tokens. Yeah. The uh, latter. uh, it's as easy as it shows in this GIF. So you have, oh, okay. you have, you've downloaded their tarot, their tarot demon, and then you run this command line thing and it broadcasts a Bitcoin transaction that says these assets were minted. You know, I have like, there are a bunch of, you know, all of the problems that you can like say exist with shit coins exists with this kind of thing. And that like, if I'm, I'm basically, you know, if I'm, if I'm making stacker news coin, I am, I am the issuer of it. And I'm determined, I'm like determining the supply. Like I'm, I'm a, I, I believe I could create, depending on how it's implemented, I could set it up so that the supply isn't fixed and I can inflate it or not. Um, they have a, they have like a, a variety of like fields you can set when you're minting these coins um, that would allow, that would allow you to do one or the other. Um, but you know, uh, you know, to, to tarot bulls, like this is all, this is all anchored in Bitcoin. And so if you're like not an asset maximalist and are instead are a network maximalist and, and feel like there is a, you know, there would be utility and other tokens existing. Um, it's, you know, now we can do it on, you know, the best, uh, quote unquote blockchain network in, uh, in the world. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to, I think it's going to grab, uh, it's going to send out a net to the, all the poop coiners and it's going to bring them in. I think that's what it's going to do. We'll see. Yeah. I think this definitely appeals to people who are, who are otherwise interested in other ecosystems. And I think that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to like, I don't know, seeing the weird things that people do. I hope, you know, my, my, my big fear with any of this kind of stuff also with like some of the covenant, uh, uh, discourse that was happening, uh, months ago is I'm a little bit afraid of like Bitcoin getting associated with some of like the scams and stuff that oh. you see in other ecosystems and that hurting like Bitcoin as a brand. But you know, you can't, you can't say in advance that, th that those things will those things will happen. Um, mm. anyway, uh, pretty cool. Cool to see how fast they moved on this. I think, you know, their team is still really nimble over at lightning labs. I think, 
Gentry told me it's like 20 people or something, which is amazing. Is that small? That's That's small. A lot of people. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty small for someone that they've, they've raised uh, a series a, um, that's a, that's a small nimble team of people and they moved really fast on this. They announced this what, six months ago and now they're already beginning to, they're already beginning to release pieces of it and you know, pretty freaking cool. I'm excited for them. Um, a lot of people are excited about it. Oh yeah. With the sacristy. I mean, they said, they said a lot of stuff. I would just go in there and, and read it. Anything. Uh, all of, I mean, a, a lot of it, a lot of it's pretty interesting. I mean, people are asking about the, the currency IDs, whether they're unique or not. So a lot of technical questions. It's more, it's like more technical and, and deeper, you know, some Mimi stuff in here. Lots of people saying hi tarot. Cause the blog title is hello tarot. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, the next top story is a thread about Bitcoin core version 24. Uh, the, and testing the release candidate and what to look forward to in Bitcoin Core version 24. Uh, there's a variety of things that are uh, coming in. This is the first release candidate for Bitcoin Core 24. Typically in a release cycle, you'll go through like several of these before, you know, you're pretty certain that all the bugs are out and then you'll you'll have an official release. But uh, there, it seems like we're doing a much better job of encouraging people to actually test these things out and provide feedback, which is, which is awesome. We're all using these things. We all should be test helping test them too. Um, but there's, there's a bunch of stuff like, uh, there was a, uh, a header, a download DOS attack that now has been, uh, addressed. And so that code kind of needs to be tested, uh, during your initial block download. Um, there is now localization in the GUI um, that needs to be tested. So if you don't, if you're like a non-English speaker or, or bilingual, we really appreciate it. If you could make sure the, those settings are translated well. Um, there's a bunch of like little stuff like that, you know, configuration changes made in the GUI are now persisted, um, changes to I2P stuff. Uh, and then there's like a deprecation of legacy wallets and uh, there's an implementation of a, mig- of a migration from legacy wallets to um, uh, descriptors. But that is, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the new release candidate. Looking forward uh, to getting that out and test it if you, if you can. Um, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, the, I believe this is the last top story. One, two, three, four, five, last top five story. And the rest will be my personal favorites, but, uh, uh, Cashew. So Cali, uh, I believe is like a physicist, uh, but they're like, they're like a Bitcoin physicist and they do a lot of like Bitcoin dev projects. Um, they do, they do a lot of work with Alan bits, but they released, uh, a Chami and eCash wallet. Um, recently it was about it was about a week ago or so but basically it's an implementation of 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 eCash a lot you know not not unlike uh Fediment uh Fediment is also an eCash uh platform although it's like a it it it's federated meaning there are rather than just like one entity uh approving a transaction it's it requires a fed, like a a quorum of uh people in the federation 
to agree to do the transaction. This is like a cool, I don't know. It feels like it, based on, based on what Callie said on Twitter, it's kind of, they're just kind of playing around and trying to see what, what this thing is capable of and, you know, exploring for their own sake. Um, but it's really cool. They have a video that you can watch on uh, them, like go through the process of both issuing um, uh, an e-cash token, e-cash tokens for sats and then sending them to someone that currently doesn't have a withdrawal mechanism, but it's interoperable with lightning, which is pretty cool. Um, and the video is really short and it's pretty, it pretty much covers like most of the, most of the use case. Um, yeah, pretty neat to see people like more, more people other than just like Fediment exp- experimenting with, uh, e-cash as it, as it like pairs up with Bitcoin. And I love the name. I love Cashew and I love that, uh, he's just like uh, head first with the, uh, with the branding on it, but, uh, neat project. Um, and I hope to see more, uh, e-cash experiments like this. And, uh, I wonder if he would have done it without the announced like Fediment becoming popular, but who knows? Um, Here's a GitHub for it. What is it written in? Looks like Python. Uh, the next top story is MicroStrategy is hiring uh, Bitcoin Lightning software engineers. It, it seems like they're what they're going to do is build some kind of like Lightning uh, SaaS platform, which is pretty cool. Like Voltage? No. So, uh, voltage is, I would call more of like, uh, uh, IAAS, like infrastructure as a service. Um, and so software as a service would be, what would it be? Like a, I would call like Shopify software as a service. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like lnpay.co, I'd call that software as a service, which is like providing you a custodial lightning node or a custodial, um, uh, wallet service for like, you know, for an application, um, trying to think of other software as a service, but it's a, it's a pretty popular niche of like business applications because, uh, it allows you to like service other businesses and have like very clear, like unit economics and, um, build a pretty strong, reliable business. Like it's become like a huge niche in, uh, the last like 10 years or so, I, I wouldn't even call it a niche. I would, I would, I would call it like a trend that, that seems to have emerged and, uh, a positive trend overall. Anyway, so they're, they're trying to do something like that with, with lightning. They don't really give too many specifics on it. I mean, you can read their, their, uh, their job, I don't know their job posting on smart recruiters, but I mean, it's kind of typical, like the things they're, the, the way they're like pitching this job is kind of typical of like a big enterprise software company. They're like, you should have certifications in like agile and whatever, all, all this other kind of um, stuff that I largely consider nonsense, but uh, might be applicable in uh, an environment like working at a company like MicroStrategy. 
If you're, and it looks like you have to move to Virginia. I don't even know what is in Virginia, except good luck, MicroStrategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Like, like who's going to take government. that job? Like seriously, like who's going to take that job? Um, I don't know. There's probably Bitcoiners who are in, in that area are willing to move but it's out like, there. It's obvious like human resources made that thing. Like no one, maybe they got input from somewhere, but this is all HR kind of a job description. It is. I don't know, man. It just, good luck. Yeah. I have, I have, I have no doubt they'll have uh, no issue getting someone to fill this position. Um, and probably a pretty competent engineer too. How much do you think they're going to pay? Uh, probably very well. So that's probably, and they'll probably, more than they probably 300? have, huh? More than 300. Um, no, not for, I mean, this doesn't say it's look. it's not even looking for a senior or above engineer. Sure. It's probably, it's probably looking for any level, including an entry level engineer. Over 200? Um, maybe in like total comp, I would say you could probably, if you find a really great, you know, engine, young engineer, entry level engineer, I would say that's probably where you'd end up in total comp. I don't know. Sailor, you might have to throw this on stacker jobs. That's what I'm saying. That is what, that's what Car's saying. And, um, yeah, that'd be cool. I want to get him on for an AMA sometime. Let's that's, get some sailor, sailor sats in there. Come on. Pomp did it. Pomp did it. Come on. Come on, sailor. You got some sats. You can drop on the stackers. Pomp did it. Ignore car, Michael Sailor. He's uh he can be a Come bit, on, Sailor. He's a bit uh bit riled up this morning. Yeah, I got some coffee. Maybe it happens. Yeah, I don't know what's in that. Uh but uh Java. <laughs> Java. Uh, onto my, onto my, my top stories of the week. My, one of my favorite stories was this, um, by Andy. So Andy works on distributed charge. What's that Keon? Uh, he's basically attempting to create, uh, like an electricity market (gasps) where with like using like, but using like lightning. Oh, I heard of this. I heard of this. Yeah, I think if you were if you saw his present, I think we saw his presentation at uh, Bitcoin a, the Bitcoin conference during the startup hitch day. But wait, uh, is this the Tesla guy? Yeah. So he's, oh, this is yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay, so he started out uh, doing like EV, like stuff with EVs, um, where I think that was his first like proof of concept with this, where you would like someone could provide an EV charging station, and you could go and charge your EV there, uh, and pay with lightning. And what's nice is like, you're not having what, what's what, what I, what I particularly like about this is it's like trustless is he's designed it in a way that's trustless. So that like, when you're plugging in your car and paying for electricity, you know, you're getting the electricity that the charging station is telling you, uh, that you're getting, um, that you're, that, you know, you're getting what you're paying for. And so if you think about this a little bit further, like when you go to a gas station, you see all those like stickers on the gas pumps. Those are all, those are all like trusted third parties that are saying that when you pump gas from this meter, you are getting the amount of gas that the pump says. Like, so we've, like without a solution like this in the gas world, we have to introduce all these kind of like kludgy trusted entities, um, who we just, who we don't, who we don't actually trust. It's just, we presume that they're trustworthy because uh, the government, the, the government more or less says it is. 
I don't know. Anyway, so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Just like viewing it from that point and like, uh, how, how backwards that system kind of seems. And then additionally, it seems like he's trying to broaden this out bigger than EVs and actually make it so that you could operate an electricity grid. Like you could be a homeowner and be purchasing electricity, uh, from an energy producer, uh, trustlessly. And I think that's, you know, I, I don't know how it, how it like, how it actually builds up to a significant like network effect where that becomes uh, like a, a viable business entirely, but it starts with getting uh, people on board with it. Right. In your city. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I don't know how any of that would really happen, but like the, the, like the end vision of it, like is like, would be really cool. I mean, you would be incentivizing like small local energy producers to to be, and they wouldn't have to deal with intermediaries. They wouldn't have to like sell their electricity to a, a centralized electrical company who is likely like has, is a quasi like fascist, uh, government entity, like a lot of electricity companies are today, given our dependence on them. And instead could deal roughly, you know, pretty much peer to peer with an energy producer as an energy consumer. Or, I don't know. It's, or, or if you, uh, or if, if your city happened to own the energy company, that would be another way to do it. If your city owned the energy company? Yeah. What is, how does that? It's an energy. Oh, do they own, is yeah, that how that works? It. Yeah. City owns it. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it goes back to the very beginning stackers. Meet in the middle. Just got to meet in the middle. Get them, get them conversating, get them to, get them to understand what's going on here, what's being built. And then you can build those relationships to, to facilitate that. It's just education, man. It really is. I'm not saying that's where it's headed, but it, you described a future where that could be where it's headed. And um, I think that's where it starts. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if, if you can convince an inner, if you convince a, a government owned energy company to support such a thing, that would be a way to get this deployed. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works. I'm like one of the things I was saying in the comments after I read this, but like after being like fairly mind blown by like the, that like future end goal, that's probably so far away, but it's like really impressive to think about is like, how do you get this started? It's like, just proof of concept, right? You just do a little small little test case. And then from there, a bigger test case until you have enough data. You talk about this all the time, Keon, until you have enough data to yeah, but I don't even know where that first test case is and where, where, you know, what, what that first test case grows into. That's my main thing. So like the analogy I used was Uber. So how did Uber start out? So they have the same problem where they require, like they were, they need to be ubiquitous before their company is actually like significant more or less like that. And so how do you, how did Uber start out? They started out with strictly black cars, high end market in San Francisco, a place where people are already like primed to be using their phones to try to, to try to get things done. And so what is the equivalent here? I have no idea. Um, but I think that if I were Andy, that'd be the, that'd be the question I'd be trying to answer. Um, and that would, and I think if he can answer that question, the, you know, it, the rest of it should be relatively straightforward. He seems like a great, like a very competent engineer. A lot of this electrical stuff, I have no idea how that stuff works. But. Andy, come to Plub Lab. There's a lot of big minds here. I'm sure we could figure something out. That's what I would say. I would start, I would try to get the biggest minds in the room and try to figure it out. It's not me, but uh, my friend here, Keon's pretty big. Uh, I, I mean, I, again, I don't know how to solve this problem at all, but this is, this is, uh, I'm still, I'm still really, I'm like really impressed by the, 
by the like potential for the idea. Yeah, you know, he, even he lost has... Super in Miami. Got to call you, you out on that, Andy. He lost him. What does that mean? Him and him and Super went off, and Andy came back and was like, "I lost Super." And we're like, "How do you how do you lose Super?" But he lost him. He's so tall. How would you lose him in a crowd? I don't know. He Andy, stands out. He stands Andy, out like Gandalf Andy among did it, uh, the hobbits. We were staying in the same Airbnb that he was or was visiting. Oh, okay. Anyway, I was really impressed by that project. He's a funny dude. Andy? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, haven't, I don't think, I don't know if I've met him. But anyway, uh, next top, the last top story of the week before we get into meta stuff is uh, this step-by-step uh, -step guide to earning yields uh, by providing liquidity services to Danny Deasy. Um, mm. If you don't know Danny Deasy, Danny Deasy works at Cash App as an engineer. He's formerly uh, a, I believe, a, a college baseball player who transitioned to software engineering oh, at wow. some point. Congrats, Danny. Yeah. But he he basically run, he runs like a very popular uh, lightning node right now. I think it's like number, it's like top 10 lightning node and he's been scaling it up. Wow. Like, I, I don't think he's been working on it that long. I think it's only been a couple of months, but he's just building it crazy fast, uh, more or less operating. And I believe at like, you know, zero profit. Cause he says that he's, this is like a future play. He wants to just grow his node gigantic and he thinks that'll be significant in the future. But uh, in the meantime, he, in, in an attempt to grow to make his node like very big and very popular, He's attempting to like to scale it and become a very economically significant node by I think the main the main thing he's doing right now that that seems to be his main service is, is uh, being a swap service. So allowing you to uh, either turn Bitcoin you have on lightning into on chain Bitcoin or on chain oh, Bitcoin perfect. into lightning Bitcoin and, you know, kind of like uh, Lightning Labs is loop service. Yeah. Why isn't there one that, why, like, you know, why, why is it, is it impossible to create something where once I read, reach over a hundred thousand sats or 200,000 sats, it automatically gets converted to Bitcoin and then gets sent to my, my, um, you know, on-chain wallet. Is there a service that does that or is that, that would be cool. Yeah. Those are, there are tons of like auto rebalancing. But that automatically does it? Yep. Who there, does it? Who there's does a, it? there's a bunch of them. There's like, it's gotten to the, there are so many tools that it's something you have to install on your node. Oh, uh, so, okay. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's a thing that I have to go and plug in. It's not something that like a full service app that does that. No, because that included. would require, that would require a, that would require a custodial service if someone else is doing oh, it for okay. you. That yeah. would be cool. Cause you have to, basically what you have to do is initiate uh, a send. Um, With a private key. Yeah. So you would. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Man, so much complexity there. For something so simple. I mean, if you're running your own node, it's probably not too hard. I imagine you can just probably install a rebalancing service mm -hmm. on Umbral or something, or maybe it's already like baked into like Thunderhub or, or something like that. But the, there are tons of them. There are so many of them that, that now people are releasing auto rebalancers and saying, and saying like in their GitHub readmes, uh, uh, yet another, uh, lightning um. auto rebalancer. Um, that's just become that common. Anyway, this story by Daniel DZ is about, how to provide him liquidity service and he pays you for it. Basically what he wants you to do is, is kind of rebalance his channels by setting up a, a large Bitcoin channel connected to his node from your node. And then, cause at that point you have all of the liquidity on your side of the channel. And then what he wants you to do is pay through his node to, uh, an exchange somewhere of your, 
of your choosing, um, which will push liquidity in his other channels um, uh, such that uh, he has more inbound liquidity. And then, um, and then if you, if you prove that you've done that to him by calling his API, he will then, he will then close that channel that you open to him and then pay you a fee for, for pushing that liquidity the other way. It's hard to imagine in my head. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a complicated operation, but, um, it's like a, it's a pretty, I don't know of anyone else doing a service, doing like finding the solution to this problem because he probably has a ton of issue, uh, uh, keeping, keeping liquidity, uh, roughly balanced, especially given his swap service. And this allows him to like create a market where, you know, he can get other people to automatically do it for him without, you know, with presumably with it costing him less than, uh, it would cost for him to do himself, uh, even though he's paying them. Um, but still really cool solution. Uh, Danny is actually doing an AMA right now on Stacker news. So if you have questions about this, I would go, yeah, go ask him. I asked some, a few questions. A lot of other stackers are too. I think a visual guide would be cool. I'm just dumb. Yeah. I mean, uh, it requires some, like, it requires a little bit of, uh, like you need like, a. I mean, eventually we'll all get to the point where we have a pretty good as like Bitcoiners, we'll have a pretty good, uh, visualization in our own minds and memories about how the lightning network functions. But yeah, I would, I agree. Like, uh, it would help to also have an external visualization. Um, cool. But pretty cool. It walks you through the whole process, even if you're like not even, that sophisticated That's cool. with lightning. What website is, is that the one that you just shared? Yeah, it's this one here. Dan, uh, he, he, it's a notion site that he created. Oh, nice. Thank you for your service, Dan. Yeah. Cool guy. Uh, so the, the top, the, the meta stories of this week, or I introduced a greeter mode. Um, basically this allows, uh, if users sign up for the first, uh, if users sign up for an account, they now get free posts and comments again. We removed that a couple uh, weeks ago. This gives us a way basically, uh, new users, when they come onto the site now are kind of, they're kind of hidden from all other users. Uh, and then if you want to be a greeter on Stacker News, you just toggle something in your settings and you can, you can basically upvote these people's, or upvote these people's content and then make it visible to everyone else and also provide them sats to get them started. But we were noticing that when new users were signing up, they weren't, they weren't posting or commenting as much as they were, uh, when, when it was free. And so that's why we, that's why we reintroduced this. Uh, I had came, I did a bunch of other things in addition. Um, but, uh, the stacker saying, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them just, yay. It's a lot of, it's a lot of yay. That's good type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this is overall good. Like, uh, when you have a, when you have a community, like, uh, managing, like trying to rep, trying to keep, uh, new users, or making new users have an easy time and like getting involved in the community is easy. Can you imagine if like before every Austin Bitcoin club, we had uh, users had to people, people who wanted to show up, had to go through an obstacle course to get there. Uh, it would eventually not have anyone at it. Well, Bitcoin commons is kind of an obstacle course <laughs> yeah. to, get the, to get up the elevator. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can, it can, it might, you, you know, you might still have a pretty decent turnout if like, uh, if what you're providing is that desirable at the other end. Um, I think, I think my only feedback for this as a stacker, this is car stacker. This is the first time you're hearing about it, right? No, you've been talking about it for a while now, Okay, but um, I think, and I think somebody else commented on it too. And I didn't comment just cause I didn't have time this week, but um, 
And I think I've asked you this question before. Maybe I just forgot it. So all the new people that are coming in and there's all these releases on Stacker News, how are they supposed to find out that these were ever released other than just searching? And I think you've answered that for me before. Maybe I forgot. Like, so how does like, let's say hypothetically, Darren here wants to use Stacker News or he's already using it, but let's say he wanted to use it. How would he know like all these features had taken place? Had like, Where would I, where would he go? to know about what greeter mode is and all these other settings. I don't, I mean, I don't think he really, I don't think he really needs to know. Like, I don't like, do you, before you sign, like the moment you sign up for a new service on the internet, do you know about every feature it has? No, you just, you okay. use the service and you like eventually learn it's in your settings panel. So it's like right there. And I have a little info con icon next to it. So you can oh, you find do? out oh, about, okay. about okay. how it works and what it does. Um, but I don't, this isn't, I don't, this, I don't plan for this feature to be used by new users. Like, um, the greeter mode is for like users who are, who want the community to grow and are like our power users. Basically that's, that's who this is suited for is, um, is for me and other stackers who really value the community that's grown there and want, and only want to see like it grow and get more Bitcoiners and more, more people, um, interacting. So okay, service, like things like this, that, are, are in my opinion, like well suited to be hidden in settings. Um, and then obviously if I have a new sort on the homepage, I'm not going to, it's not going to be hidden. I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be in the nav bar or something somewhere easy to get to. But I think you have to like, it can choose what you put in front of your user and what you don't. Um, so it's in the settings under info and next to the eye, I guess that's where you would find out. Uh, it's in settings, uh, uh, and it's like a, it's just a checkbox and then next, and then it, there's an info icon next to it. Perfect. Uh, the next one was, uh, I did a job change this week. Make jobs great again. Yeah. So, uh, we basically, basically made it, made it, uh, the same posting costs that you have on the main stacker news page now apply to the job board. So you can pay a flat, a flat cost to post a job. And then the sats per minute fee is optional and only applies if you want to, if you want your job to rank high or above, uh, everyone else's jobs. And so we're hoping that this, this be, this is, this makes the job board a little more appealing to post a job into because, you know, on average, we've probably had like five jobs a month. Um, and I'd prefer to have, you know, tens of jobs because I feel like that's how many are actually available. So but this lowers the barrier to entry for people who want to post a job and then also like builds enough of a, of a network effect on the job board that more people come to us searching for jobs and more people come post and post their jobs with us first. What, uh, um, what, what did, why did jobs take off so fast in the very beginning? Um, I, we were, we were doing a lot of, we were selling it. Like we were doing a lot of outbound sales with oh, okay. it. We were reaching out to founders and companies that were hiring. Um, and it didn't actually take off too strong. There were just, there was just a period of time where it got quite full and then it kind of, it kind of dropped off. I think it was just, it's a lot of effort to like for a company who isn't using Stacker News to come on and load a wallet and do all of that mm -hmm. stuff and then maintain their job and make sure it's their, their wallet is topped off. Um, but it was like formerly pretty hard. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, we do have a couple, we have one new job as of today and that's, uh, a junior front engineer at Geyser. Geyser is like a crowdfunding platform oh, nice. that uses lightning, which is 
Cool. So if you're a junior front end guy, which I know quite a few of them, um, wanting to work at a startup, if you ever want to build a startup, best place to get started is working at one. Um, apply to Geyser. Another new job is... Uh, I'll be one's new, isn't it too? I think that that might that might actually be new. I don't know. It was posted on the 25th. That's actually kind of quite old. But uh, Sphinx has a knowledge graph prototype tester. So Sphinx is building something kind of interesting. They're uh, they're building like what amounts to like a, a Google search competitor. Um, they're calling it second brain. Um, but you can go on and test it and they'll pay you to test it and provide good feedback. I think this is uh, Sphinx's third or fourth job here. Oh, they've had a bunch. They've yeah. had, they've, so it's working for them. It seems. Yeah. I think they like it because, uh, because it's, it's, it, it, uh, other job boards are not well suited to like the types of jobs they're doing where they're more like task-based. So maybe that's what stacker jobs is. Maybe it's just more niche. Huh? Yeah. That might be a place where it can start. Um, there are a lot of people who want, who want to post those types of jobs on stacker news and that might, that might make sense eventually. Um, the Albi job, if we haven't gone over it before, is they're looking for a writer and content creation lead. I think this might've been following their, that kind of issue they had with fountain. Um, yeah. and so they're looking maybe for someone who, uh, isn't going to completely ape, uh, fountains content. You got um, a writer right here, Darren, look at that one. You do that. Yeah. Reach out to Darren Albi. BTC retriever. Twitter. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all I've got car. Yeah, so we got uh, some boost, baby boy. Yeah, uh, Blockchain Boog. Love you, Blockchain Boog. He says, in Nashville, where y'all at Nashville Bitcoiners? Love the show. Congrats, Car. Yeah, we were there for the grassroots Bitcoin that they had, Blockchain Boog. And uh, it was it was very eye-opening for all of us that came from Austin. And um, yeah, left we left uh, pretty, uh, really pretty good at what we um, built here in Austin, so... And then uh, Mary Oscar drops in some sats, Brunswick, Pomps, Pops, 69, Wild Hustle, and um, Blockchain Boog also dropping us too. Those are the uh, fountain boosts for the week. Keon, what, what, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, what am I doing? I think I'm going to a, a circus. <laughs> there's a circus in town in Austin right now. And Where is it at? I'm probably going to go. I don't, I actually don't know, but there's... There's a circus. Like so. with elephants and stuff? Uh, yeah, like, you know, like, uh, like, like what you think of when you think of a circus, like manure. Huh? Manure. Oh, you think of manure? <laughs> I think of poop. It just smells like poop. That's a weird, I don't think of, I think of like, um, you know, like clowns and uh, oh, cool. acrobats and. Uh, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it also just smells like manure everywhere. We used to have circuses all the time in Corpus. So that's why. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, y'all have a great week, stackers. We'll see you next time. Keon. Zap.